0: Pat First point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts, and also on YouTube. Make the show your first listen every day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you Monday through Friday. So start your day listening to Locked On Blazers and tell your pals to do the same. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, friend of the program, Mark Schindler, a returning guest who I've been teasing all week because we've been trying to make this happen, a returning guest of the program is going to be back. We're going to talk mid-season check and where the Blazers are at 40 games into the season. They played their 41st game on, third. this is Thursday, January 12th show, and they played their 41st game against the Cavaliers tonight. Oh, depending on when you're listening to this, they played it just a few hours ago. But before we get there, there is some news, a name that's on the injury report. D- Damian Lillard, listed as questionable with a left ankle sprain. That's going to be a big one. Like, Portland's kind of reeling. They've lost four in a row. The offense is just sputtering. We'll talk about this a bunch with Mark in a moment. But um, losing your engine heading into this stretch, which is Cleveland, Dallas, Dallas, uh, Denver, Philly (sighs) – it's tough run. Um, if, if losing your engine is just a big deal. Uh, Dame sustained this injury in the first quarter of the game against the Orlando Magic on Tuesday evening. He went to the bench. Like he, he went to the bench, immediately sits down. Jess Cohen, the Blazers trainer, comes over and looks at him. And I'm writing in my notes the time. I don't know how okay it is. And then he came back in and I said, okay, not a big deal, but like the way ankle injuries work is that the adrenaline and all then the warmth all those things he was he was fine he played pretty well didn't shoot very well had two of 12 from three but finished with 30 points on 12 of 25 shooting like he was pretty good inside the arc and um he helped the Blazers almost come back in a a otherwise pretty demoralizing loss but he's questionable if he doesn't play that's obviously a big deal that's the big thing to look for so I want to start this episode with some news uh and now let's just get into it. Joining me now, friend of the program, Mark Schindler. Mark, how you doing,
1: Mike? I'm good, man. I'm glad that we could uh, we could connect. I uh, I'll have you know, I, I badgered you into into having me on because I wanted to talk about the Blazers because this team is uh, a really enjoyable, but also just kind of funky this year. They've been in a weird slide recently, and so I'm I'm excited to talk. But how are you doing? I'm doing well. Listen, um, this like bullying works. Mark
0: said, That's right. Mark said yeah. I want to come on the podcast to talk about the trailblazers. And I said, okay, ha- let's, let's do it as soon as we possibly can. And we made it happen this week. Um, yeah, Portland is, Portland is in a weird spot. You know, they, they started 10 and four. They were doing really, like, they're playing really well. Now they're nine and 17 since like, they're not the same team that started the season. They've had some injuries. Um, they're, Two best players are struggling, or two best offensive players. Eh, I don't know if Anthony Anthony Simons is even that anymore, but Dame and Ant, their two starting guards, are struggling in the last 10 games from three. What is what, when you watch this team, and let me preface this Mark is probably watches more basketball than he should. Um, Certainly as much as anyone I know, but like, (laughs) Mark is on the college hoop scene. He's he works at WNBA.com and you can you can read his work and listen to his wonderful podcast over there. Uh, he's he's on the athletic on the daily ding. He's working with Sam Vecini doing prospect stuff. He's he's got his eyeballs on all things basketball. So when you've had a moment to catch the Blazers, what has caught your attention?
1: Yeah. So I've caught up with, well, I think I I've watched at least probably like 12, 13 games of theirs this year. Um, because I like A, I was just really fascinated by them early in the year because um I think I've, as I mean, you you know me, I'm not really like a takes person. I like kind of just like letting things happen. Um, So going into this year, I think Portland was one of the teams that I just had no idea what to think about. And I think mainly because I didn't know what to think of, of what Dame was going to look like. Right. And um, I mean, I just said this on game theory. I had him, I have him third, third team all NBA right now. I think he's been that, that good this year. He's been fantastic. Obviously, even like you mentioned with, he hasn't shot well since Christmas uh, from deep, but he's been so good getting inside the arc other than, Felt like a couple of games. He, it feels like he's been a little bit off injury wise, and he's not been as uh, aggressive late in games. And I think that's part of the offensive woes for sure. Um, but overall, like I think that there's a lot to like about this team, which is what's weird in talking about a team that's 19 and 21. I was gonna um, say,
0: <laughs> I don't think the fan base agrees with you. So yeah. sell us on, sell well, us on it, sell us so, on
1: it. It's tough because I still like. I in general like I, I still feel really good about Jeremy Grant. Like, yeah, I think absolutely. Jeremy Grant has looked awesome, um, you know, just relatively, obviously. Like, I think he's still been a borderline all-star. Um, obviously, Ant kind of taking a step back with the, sh- with the shooting has been a little bit rough of late. Yeah. But um, I think it's tough because it feels like this team is trying to go through a couple of different molds. And I know a lot of fans, because I follow a lot of Portland fans, have been frustrated with Chauncey's late game management. Um, but they're also just in kind of a weird spot. Like, I think um, – well, I guess I, I want to pivot and ask you this: How have you felt about Josh Hart's season?
0: He's one of the most confusing players in the league, right? Like I, I, I straight, I straight up love Josh Hart. He plays incredibly hard. You know what you're going to get from him, but he, he has his shooting has taken a step back in accuracy, and it's just he just isn't shooting the ball. You see him pass up open looks. Um, he's kind of vaguely hinted at that, like the role is different and that's affecting him, but that's also what guys say when they're playing poorly is like, well, the role is different or, 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 or the system is different, or I'm just trying to read my, whatever it is. So it's like, it's hard to know based on the, the sort of comments, but, um, I, I feel like he's, he's an incredible rebounder. It's been one of the best rebounding guards in like our wings, whatever position he plays person under six foot five in the league. Um, he just doesn't shoot enough. He's not taking open shots, and yeah. that mucks up the offense, which I thought was going to be elite with that starting group in there. And it's just kind of pretty good. And if they're going to be pretty good with that starting group in there, then they're like it's just translated them to having a lot of trouble. Um, what are where are you with Josh Hart?
1: I'm in the same boat. I think like he a he really needs to shoot it, but also it kind of and this is this is I I didn't want to come on just to put a hit out on Yusuf Nurkic, but like I think this is kind of where you get into talking about what the front court is, because I think it is in some ways really hard to play them together. Um, Like I know Nurk is having a nice shooting season, but I still just, it doesn't matter. And I'm not trying to be unfair, but like it's awesome that he's shooting 40% above the break, but it's one, two times a game. It doesn't impact the defense. They never close out to him. They don't even think about closing out to him. So when it's not, I mean, just when, when you bake it down to, this is not impacting a defense, even if the shot's going in, it doesn't matter to me when you're looking at what the overall process is. And then, so you have that, you already have, all right, if, if Nurk is stationed above the break, he's not getting guarded. And that happens a lot more often than I'd like it to. Yep. Josh Hart is in the corner, far corner or, or in the slot. He's not getting guarded. So then you're talking about an entire side of the defense can have a foot in the paint and, I think that has contributed to a lot of the offensive problems. Um, well, also noting too, like, uh, Nikiah in friend of both of us, like, wrote a really good piece on how Dame has been such an active off ball player this year. They've been really active getting him going. I almost think it's been to their detriment at times. Like, I agree. I, I think I it's fantastic, like, he's too good. He's too good of a pick and roll playmaker, um, and score to use him so much in this off ball. And I think in some ways, like, I, I like it, but. This is – and, again, this is not meant as just, like, Nurk bad, but, like, I think a lot of what they are doing is tailored to make things work around of Nurkic. And um, to an extent, it can it can do some things well, like we saw earlier in the year, but um, especially when you're talking about a team that's starting to hit shooting slumps and um, when we can, you know, dive a little bit deeper into the defense too, like, I think that there can be a lot more things to pick apart with that. Um and so it puts them in a weird spot because in a lot of ways, like they need Nurk to do a lot of what they do, but also I think they could be better if they have something different in there.
0: Yeah. And with the, with the sort of spacing the new stuff and not running and running Dame off the ball, it's like, you kind of just, you kind of just want to put Nurk in the action, like let him set a screen. Cause it's it's where he's going to be most effective is when he's with Dame. And then you're kind of, I get the reason that you don't, and it's like, okay, Nurk, you're going to space, and if you're going to space, you got to shoot it. But it doesn't, like you said, it does. It hasn't changed the geometry too, too much. It's starting to get there, but it's like, it, it the best defensive teams look at him and say, shoot it, shoot yeah. it, like.
1: Well, and even with the handoff stuff too, because they do a ton of, you know, they the, do like letting him be a post hub, letting him run handoffs, and I think like the handoff stuff can be really good, but it's still just the finishing problems are still there. Like it's, and I think uh it's not that he is and it's not that he doesn't impact the defense with that stuff but i think so often when you see him miss at the at the basket it feels like that ends up being a, a layup at the other end and i know it's not every time obviously um right but it just like it, it the confounding influences all together just make it feel like more and more like it just is hard to um feel awesome about where he's at um like, and I, I, like, again, like, he can do some positive things defensively. I don't think he's been bad, I think, with how the schemes has been built in. It's been good around him. But um, I also think, too, like, again, when you, you like, this this team, especially with, with Justice Winslow out, like, the, one of the weirdest things to be able to say this season, season is, like, a team has drastically missed Justice Winslow. Like, I think the second unit has struggled at times with that. A bunch. Um, like, they've run through all of their rookie skill guys trying to find somebody who can kind of play that same mold. And Jabari Walker's had really nice moments, but – Um, like they're, I mean, it's not the same as, as getting what you get out of the playmaking with justice. And I think that's the idea of what they want to get out of whoever's playing the five is somebody who can be really mobile, somebody who can play make, even if they're not necessarily a shooter, they can be aggressive, you know, just play around the dunker spot. And I think again, like you don't necessarily get quite the same stuff with Nurk and not, I mean, he's obviously a better player than, than justice, but like, I think it just, it, it feels in a weird spot still.
0: Yeah, I think you've hit on something I want to talk about in the second segment. Um, they, this, this, the roster's a little weird, right? It's a little weird, but it was predicated on versatility, and they've lost so much of that the of the multiple looks that they can play. Yeah. Um let's talk about that talk about the young guys in the second segment in in the second segment but first I want to tell my listeners that today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success is in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. With LinkedIn jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. Goals. Uh, LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. And they go beyond just resume data with insights from your job post about your company and from the 875 million member profiles on their service that put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn Jobs also makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Oh. Right. Let's keep it rolling here on uh, talking with Mark Schindler. Um, you can find Mark Schindler all over the internet. Follow him on Twitter because he's always doing something. Uh, one thing I love right now is that he's, he's working for, NBA, for WNBA.com. He's working for the W. And providing just a really fun podcast where he gets good guests because this is a trick that someone taught me he used to work at ESPN. When you send an email from a at, at wmba.com <laughs> email, they, they they respond back, baby. Mark gets the good guests because he's got, he's got a sweet email address. And he does a wonderful job. You can learn more about the W from it, He is my number one go-to spot to get audio content about the W. Uh, strong recommend coming in the second segment. Um, let's let's talk about. You mentioned you mentioned Justice Winslow Blazers. Part of their problem right now is they're just hurt. Like they were thin mm-hmm. always with depth, anyways. But Nazir Little's been out since early December. Nazir uh, Justice has been out since basically Christmas. Yeah. Um, Justice is not Nazir Little's been back in the practice court getting like you know playing a little bit. Justice Winslow has not progressed to that, but also he's dealing with a with a ankle. Um, Sometimes you just don't do anything until it's go time. Like you just because you're healing an ankle. So you might not see him. Um, My little birdies in the in the in the world have told me that uh, justice is is hopeful that he's one to two weeks away. So end of January very much in play for his return. some of the problem with what the Blazers are from my eyes is that they lack the versatility. This whole plan mm-hmm. was to go small. It's hard for them to go small. What have you thought of the Drew Eubanks minutes? And what have you thought of sort of their, their, the necessity to play with a true center at all 48 minutes?
1: Yeah. So this is some, I mean, kind of like boomerang off of what we just talked about as yeah. much as we just talked about, like, it's frustrating that they have to lean into Nurk as much as they do. And I think part of what's what makes that such a necessity is okay if what would what would you call this team as an overall shooting team i think would be cuz this is going somewhere so how would you rate this as an overall shooting team
0: in th- it, to begin the season, you thought it was going to be a strength, and now I would say they're slightly below average to just straight up below average shooting. Even even with 48 minutes of Damon, Anfernee, Simons, uh, it's it's. I said they're a below average shooting team.
1: Yeah, I would agree, and I think part of what's difficult is they're a really great pull up shooting team, but they really struggle in the easy shots, which is what's again what's difficult. Because like we talked about, like all right, Josh Hart's in the corner, and he's either passing up shots or. Or getting looked off. Um, and I mean by the defense and like same thing. So like sometimes, I even pulling, sometimes by
0: his teammates to be clear. And, well,
1: yeah, sometimes by his teammates, but like I think it's tough because you look up and down the roster. Like I, I posted this uh with Shaden Sharp earlier this week because I think about this a lot with him. He's a really good natural shooter, but he needs to quicken up his release and also just be more willing to take some of the shots. Cause like, yeah, he's got he to get that one, going. one or two into a 20 footer. And like, yep. I think that kills the offense sometimes. And again, like he's a rookie. I still think he does really good things, but like, that's just based on process. Um, but if you look up and down the roster, if you just remove, and obviously easier said than done to just quote unquote, remove Damon and, Ant, but like Jeremy Grant is really the only guy who shoots well on volume on this team right now. Um, and that's the problem. Like, if you even just filtering lineups, like I don't love lineup talk, like I think it'd be annoying in terms of just filtering data, like no shit, a team's gonna be worse when Jeremy grants off. But if you just filter lineups that have ant and dame and Jeremy, all those are really positive offensive lineups. If you remove Jeremy off that, it goes down pretty drastically. And you're talking about a team that's like bottom 25th percentile after being like you know, like 70, 70th percentile on offense. Um, and a lot of that is just because of how they're how, how shooters are getting respected. Like I think maybe part of that, like Nas wasn't like fully at being a super respected shooter, but I think you could at least trust them a little bit more than you're where you're at with Josh. But if, again, like I think it goes to like what you're talking about with versatility and something that we've seen with the Raptors a bunch this year. Versatility is like, it's, it's not just having wings. It's having players who are really capable of bringing looks. And I think, Again, in theory, you're getting all of that, but it's been really difficult to see that play out. And it's part of what makes me a little bit not worried. Like I think Gary Payton the second is gonna bring really great things when he is healthy. Um, but also like, okay, how do you play Gary Payton the second and Josh Hart together right now? You don't. Like like that's gonna to be tough. And like I mean you you brought Gary Payton the second in to be a top eight rotation player. So um Yeah,
0: I guess you play him against only bench lineups, like you don't, but it's both you have to treat them the way the roster works you kind of have to treat them both as a three mm-hmm. um which is just a a, a quite, sort of an issue if they're fully healthy I think you can treat Gary as like a a, a two you can play yeah. him with the with other guys who are more forwardy um but it's right now as it stands like when they're over the next couple weeks before nas and and, and justice are back um you're you know you it's you can't have really two six four forwards in there were what they do even elite elite rebounders as they are you just need more length and like some of it is like your co-workers matter you just need more length if you're going to play damon ant big minutes like you just need longer longer coverage behind them. better athletes more length um i just finished watching the pelicans game watching cj mccollum play with only dudes who are six seven i'm like i think that's the plan they lost by 15 but um (laughs) but it's like cj mccollum surrounded by like the next shortest guy is is like 6'10 Trey Murphy or whatever and you're like yeah yeah that's the, maybe that is what they need to look like that might be the future um if, if they can ever get there so yeah I don't yeah I don't I don't know what to do with it really
1: yeah no again like I think so that's that's what's fun about talking about them because I think they're a team that I really would love like I it's hard to understand where they're at because I think coming into the year it almost felt like they were um Trading water is the wrong way to put it but like i again because like i mentioned i didn't know what to think of what dame was going to look like this year um and i mean hey this this has got to be the farthest we've gotten into a season without a a chris haynes does dame still want to be here piece? so like um that's been exciting on that hand but also like again i think this team is very much in a like they're they're the team for me that I'm really interested to see what they do at the deadline or don't do because I I, I mean if they really want to be a player in the playoffs this year and with how well Dame is playing I I mean I don't think that's unreasonable um, I think that they have moves to make uh, to to shore up the margins and also maybe they sneak something in where they really become like maybe they they unlock something to become a, a home court team because that is I mean it's not as far away as it seems. Um, Where even just, you know, like I'm not saying that it is just like a this year thing is what I'm trying to point out. Like I think that with you're still thinking about what this can be moving forward. Um, but yeah, uh,
0: well, let's let's talk about sort of your optimism because you've you've hinted at a little Blazers optimism here. Um, they are, I'll say it, they're they're what three and a half games out of fifth baby <laughs> like, yeah. like they're struggling but they're not it's not like um, and the, the best
1: part is everybody in the west is struggling so it's great
0: yeah exactly exactly let's let's talk about some blazers optimism and maybe some maybe some trade sort of ideas if not specifics to uh to close the show but first i want to tell my listeners today's episode brought to you by built bar. I've been telling you about bill bars for like three years, Uh, a wonderful protein bar on average, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, just four net carbs. I like them because they're sweet and they give you a little boost to your blood sugar, but they also have some real fuel you can use. Um, You know me. I'm a cookies and cream man. I'm a peanut butter brownie man, but there's other great ones out there. You can get brownie batter with little real pieces of brownie in there. You can get churro. You can get a whole line of puff bars if you're a marshmallowy person. And now they're not just available on Built.com. They're also available at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. If you are an an American listener from the United States, you are right now close to a Walmart or a Sam's Club. That's how it works, baby. Capitalism has, has allowed your home to be close to a Walmart or a Sam's Club. So you right now can go get a four pack of built bars. Find out if I've been telling the truth about cookies and cream all these years, find out what you like and get some more from there. After you try a four pack, figure out what works for you. You can go back to your Walmart, go back to your Sam's club and get a 13 pack of whatever delicious flavor you love. Go right now, go to your Walmart, go to your Sam's club. Thank me later. Built bars, baby. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to locked on Blazers. Still chatting here with Mark Schindler of the basketball internet at large mark you have some blazers optimism let's hear it give me your give me your most optimistic the blazers are they're 19 and 21 they're about to play a bunch of good teams at home uh cleveland dallas dallas at denver philly coming up why are you optimistic um and i'm i'm setting you up for them to go on like a kind of a a rough patch so then you can this is like
1: uh this will be the schindler curse So i can look terrible yeah yeah schindler
0: Um... curse baby let's see it
1: Hey, I mean, it it tends to happen after I write something. Uh, it's 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 a tough, but no, I mean, I still believe in this team as a is a clutch team. Like, I mean, that's simple. Like Dame, like they they're in every game for the most part. Like, luckily this this has been a team that just does not really get blown out this year. Um, other yeah, their offense has of... been
0: brutal down the stretch, yeah. but some of that is just shooting variance. It'll maybe yeah. come back.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think what I continue to come back to is like, granted the. Since Christmas, uh, stats are probably a little bit muted because of who they played, but um, I still believe in their defense. Like they have found that again over the last half of They've been way better of the month, last couple of weeks. A little bit more than that. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of why that went away to me was just it felt like communication really lagged. You know, that it happens. We see that happen. I mean, Boston uh, went from being like a 15th ranked defense last year to the first rank just because they started. Being a little bit more locked in, and like you just can't. I mean, that it comes and goes, so I'm not really super worried about that. And I think too, like, I look at this team as a team that it's so often like it's easy to look at the negative and be like, Oh, well, you know, they're, they're the shooting slump is going to continue, like nobody's going to hit anything, they're going to get out of a shooting slump. That's how it works. Um, so when that happens, the offense is going to skyrocket to at least above average. Um, yep. and that's not again, that's not to be unfair to fans and like take away from what it is but in terms of looking at this you know macro wise I think that's going to improve it's not going to stay the 27th ranked offense like it's been since Christmas um so I have some optimism with that um overall like I mean I'm just comfortable saying it's gonna end up being a 500 uh, an above 500 team and I think that they have room to tinker and, and be better than that if they want to be at the trade deadline. So
0: what would you do? What would you tinker with? Like, you don't have to give me yeah. names or fake trade or whatever, but what would you, what skills would you be targeting? What roles and skills would you be valuing if you are the blazers?
1: A shooting. Like I think yep. adding, adding just another competent shooter, like somebody who can do some stuff with movement. Um, like, I think that would be really interesting. And it, and honestly too, it doesn't even have to be movement sure. it's Like Like, like we talked about, like somebody who can, who can spot up and, you know, lift. And like, that's, that's good enough for me as long as yeah you're, you're on the like,
0: corner. The, yeah. the pick and roll goes, you lift to the empty spot and you are respected at that angle. Um That is more valuable as opposed to Josh Hart lifting to that empty spot that's been vacated and then attacking open space in front of him. And um he's pretty good downhill, but that is, those are well, harder shots. Well, that's
1: what's hard because you have a lot of guys on the, on the roster who are capable and not just capable, but like positive secondary playmakers, like, yep. Justice Winslow, really good secondary playmaker. Josh Hart, fantastic secondary playmaker. But it's weird because, like, I mean, part of it, too, like, he's not shooting, so you don't get to run ball screens. Like, he went from a guy who I think he ran, like, 100 ball screens total his first four or five years in the league to last year. He just, in his first 30 games in New Orleans, he ran, like, 200 because he was just shooting the lights out. Um, so I don't know if that's going to come back, but again, like if they haven't
0: given Josh Hart, I will say this, they have not, I thought Josh Hart was going to play a bunch of minutes with the second unit. He really doesn't the way the rotation works. He really does not play with the second unit. Some of that is like, they have to right now, like who they have available. They got to bring in Keon Johnson and Shaden sharp. So they have to like bring in guys who play a spot and they don't want to play him at the four and all those things. But I thought Josh Hart was going to play a bunch with the ball in his hands in the second unit. And I think that's something they could get to. Um, regardless if Josh Hart gets traded or not, like if he's on the roster, I think that's something they should look at in the second half of the season.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see more of that because I think when you put the ball in Josh's hands, good things happen. And part yeah, of I two, think
0: regardless like, if he gets traded, if he's on another yeah. team, I don't think the Blazers can, I want to be clear, I don't think the Blazers can get the ball in his hands enough. If plays, well, yeah, if that's what,
1: a, I mean, <laughs> hey, maybe if they keep turning the ball over the way. They, they have, do turn like, the ball over a lot. That's not, true. They do. Yeah, they do possible.
0: spray that ball around. <laughs>
1: Um, it's just tough too, cause like he's not the guy I'd want to trade. Um, but I understand if it ends up happening. Uh, just because of salary matching and, and making. Yeah, that they work, don't have a lot of.
0: They don't have a lot of big money contracts to move. Like that's. Yeah. Um, Justice Winslow doesn't make a bunch of money, and is your little even if he's like poison pill, and so it's bumped up on the on the back end. Like, it's not. It's still only even with the poison pill it's only going to count for six million bucks. Yeah. Um. It's, you know, and then you jump up to the big money, it's like Amphrey Simons are not gonna trade him. They're not gonna like they're not gonna unless something crazy happens, they're not gonna flip ant for um unless they're getting somebody really good on the other end. Um, they just to make a mid-range trade work, it almost has to be Josh Hart, and he's entering free agency. He just remains, um, despite his skill set, and I think he's a really good tone setter for this team. Um, I just think he remains the most likely person to be traded and he kind of always has been that um and so yeah I, i'm with you that they need shooting i i probably do not share your optimism about their defense in general That's fair. um but i like that you i like that you came on the show and gave us optimism about that i I, yeah. I i think one of the tricky things with me is that i don't think like when you have a dame and Ant team right and like Um, they're both going to play 35 minutes. Anthony Simons plays every single second. that Dame is on the bench. Um, and you kind of want the ball in his hands in those minutes. So it's like, you don't want to add another guard necessarily. So your shooting kind of needs size and like everyone in the league wants a shooter with size. So like the thing that they, the thing that would optimize them is the, is maybe the hardest thing to find on, on the market. Um, it's, it's, It'll be a tough needle for them to thread, but I'm with you. I think shooting would be right now. Surprisingly, I think juicing the offense is more important than stacking the defense because I think they can be for me. I don't know how far they can go defensively. And I think they've got, if Nizir little and justice Winslow get back healthy, you've got better defenders who maybe gum things up a little bit more on offense. So you, I want to, for me, I'm with you. I think prioritizing some offensive punch
1: would be valuable. Yeah, I should rephrase where I'm at with the defense. I think like okay, yeah. Let's uh, I'm, I've
0: talked out. Yeah. I've talked out no, optimism <laughs> less.
1: No, wedge. I'm still optimistic. Like I okay, think okay, okay. I think this team is an at least average to slightly above defense. Like I don't think that they're the top. Say it, it again,
0: could you get? Well, let's get that clean for the. Uh, I the think audio. that they're
1: an average to slightly above defense. Like I don't think that they're the top ten unit that they were um for a lot of the early season top five, even when they were yeah, really at their peak. they were really really weeks, damn yeah. good. Um, but I think, especially too, like when you see with with this, especially with Justice out and with Nas out, like you see a lot of the, um, like I mean, they got bodied uh, by Orlando. It's not that their defense was bad; it was just they were so small. And I think yep. that's going to be a problem moving forward, even when you have those guys back, yep. um, when you play against bigger teams, because there are a lot of teams that have a lot of size like that. But again, like obviously, that has its own advantages. But right now, they're not getting the most out of those. So where I think I probably end up trending, uh. I mean, I really want to see them make a change at the five. And I feel like I've been saying this for a while just because, and this is, again, it's not meant as like nerf slander. But it's just, I, I do think that he legitimately puts a little bit of a cap on what they can do on both ends of the ball, um, which just makes it tough. So I I don't know if you view it the same way, but that's probably where I would, I would look outside of the shooting as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, ideally, I think for the way Chauncey Billups wants to play on defense, having a different, having a more mobile big man would be uh, valuable. He wants to switch and he wants to trap and he wants to play funky zones and stuff like that. He doesn't. um, They play drop with Nurk because sometimes they have to, and they play drop against teams that you would want to drop against. Like they're not, they're pretty scheme versatile on defense. If Mm -hmm. there's um, one thing I would say that Chauncey Billups has been really good at is like he, they play a bunch of different looks on defense. Um, Yeah, I, I, I think. I think a general, yeah, like upgrading that spot would be, um, would take them, would vault them to the next tier maybe, but they gave Nurk $70 million over four seasons. He's owed three, three more years and 54 million bucks after this one. Um, how are you, how, what are you doing to get off of that money that gives you an upgrade? Could you get something different? almost certainly different
1: yeah so i yeah i think that's a great way to put it maybe even less about it being an upgrade but just being something different because different. i think what's what's hard like where i'm at now with nurk uh is just that like i mean when like, like you mentioned they're so skin versatile they really try and mix mix and match and, and just try and be aggressive what defensive coverage do you feel like nurk is a plus in right now
0: well he can plus i i think he can be a plus as a drop defender i don't know think he has been that consistently but i yeah. think he can be a plus as a drop defender see it's Generally hard because i
1: actually when so when their rotations are, are at their tightest like they were earlier in the year i think he's okay as a hedge and recover guy because he does move his feet decently like that yeah and, and i think i struggle with the sure. drop because like he can be pretty stagnant and drop and like the, when they play him close to level it's better but He's just not a very good room protector anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't um, want him in deep drop. I want him yeah. like, I want him a half step behind so he can play, he can catch early. Because if he's too far back and you get a running start, it's not like he's a super vertical leaper. He's not going to like yeah. meet a guy with a head of steam. I, I want him up higher, but I do think getting him above the three point line, asking him to recover and that the energy it takes out of him saps so much of what he's going to do on the other For end. Sure. Like, he's just like, what are you asking, Nurk? if you need 29 minutes out of him how much can you ask him to run like that on defense or is or is he a half game player right is he a 24 minute and a night guy then yeah may, i mean maybe he is right like maybe the best version of this team is nurk plays 22 incredible minutes and then they go small or they they find another solution to go um you know funky small with some of their some of their wing heavy lineups and that's and that's what they where they end up but Yeah, I I I understand the the concern with him and drop. I feel the same way about Drew Eubanks. When when Drew is in drop, I feel like he gets dusted. I want Drew out (laughs) there chasing the ball.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting too because like I you know like like I mean in in terms of talking about all the the macro stuff, like you can tell too um, based on how the front office has made decisions. Like I think they view it much more like you just mentioned in terms of like trying to find a way to make Nurk more of a twenty four minute a night guy. Like I think the idea is that one of Trendon Watford or Greg Brown really hits the next year or two. And that A makes it a little bit deeper of a rotation, adding some versatility and also just kind of um being able to to bring his minutes down and make him less of a focal point. Um
0: Yeah. I mean if Jabari but, Walker is like a is like a NBA power forward next season, it does unlock a lot of what they would want to do, right? Because yeah. Then you have a legit like if you have another legitimate, f- like f- you know, rebounding four, you can play smaller because this dude, you're not going to get killed on the glass and he can guard multiple spots. Um, but you know, he's he's 20, <laughs> and yeah. like, um, it's projecting a guy to improve, you know, from oh, this he's got some skills that help to being like this dude can play big minutes on a team that wants to win a playoff series is a very is a big is a big leap,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think like it's been cool because he has done some good things, um, yeah, he's fun, but the shot, uh. I just am angry at whoever tweaked the shot because it doesn't look good. Um, it is. I mean, he's not confident. He's taken one in, I think, like the last five or six games. Yeah, he doesn't. I was going to say he doesn't really and, shoot anymore. Yeah. So, like, and it just, like, that kind of mutes part of what made him exciting. Like, he was a guy at Colorado who was 6'9 that could drive the basketball. And, like, anytime somebody does that, I'm like, cool. I, I'll draft him uh, because the defense <laughs> is, like, the defense is, like, I, I'm not going to say that he's some massive plus, but, like, he's switchable. He's long. He's pretty strong and that's the exact kind of guy that they need and yeah so if you can just get one bankable skill on offense like the i think the rolling has been really good like he's looked a little bit bouncier um and that's a nice aspect but you can't just be a cut and roll guy when when you know you unless you're like even like matisse Thibel. even when you're that level of defender it can be a struggle to get on court if you don't really bring a ton offensively so yeah you, um, you got
0: to have something bankable on the other end i agree yeah well, I do um the optimism was there. I feel like if you if you parse through some of maybe Mark's skepticism about who plays center for the Portland Trailblazers, um, he there was some real optimism that this team can be a, a, a pretty good defensive team, can find it on offense, and could be, you know, everyone in the West is the Blazers are in a bad place like right now, today, as we're recording this, but they're not out of the picture. They're they're there's forty-two games left and they're an easy striking distance of home court advantage in the playoffs the graph feels like it's going the other way right now but if you listen to my man mark schindler then you heard that the graph could flip baby it could well, flip mark if people let me put it, it like you... this really just okay, one yeah, last yeah, yeah, thing yeah 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 okay go ahead the
1: indiana pacers were 15 and 16 after getting dusted by the knicks on december 18th yeah, um, fake it stuff. looked like they were really about to have things kind of fall apart and now here they are at 23 and 19 after getting dusted by the Knicks again um they had <laughs> you know three or four starters out tonight so Give yeah they closed
0: players, the game. But... I watched the end of that game. They closed the game running a gogapataze TJ a McConnell thing. pick and roll let's go yeah.
1: um but I mean exactly like I think all it takes is finding one or two things, one or two guys coming back. Um, so maybe I maybe I come off a little too optimistic but I'm I'm here for it. That's what's No, I love job. it. I
0: love it. We need you. We as a pessimist, I need I need more Mark Schindler's in Perfect. my life. If folks are looking for you, where should they where can they find your stuff? Cause you are always doing stuff.
1: <laughs> that is true. I, I best best place to find me at MG underscore Schindler on Twitter. I always have my latest work pinned in my profile. I'm always active. Um DMs are open too. So yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Mike.
0: Hire Mark Schindler. That's my advice. If you're a basketball it. person, hire Mark Schindler. He's, he's just a great basketball mind. Um, and someone who will go out and grind for you. Dear listeners, come back for tomorrow's show. They play the Cavs at home. Will Dame play? We don't know, but if he, if, if he doesn't, it's a chance for Ant and Jeremy Grant to shine. If he does, it's a chance for the Blazers to get back on track with their captain in uniform. Regardless, we will talk about all of it here on the show Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.